Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, October 15th, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. Yeah, October 15th. The year is just flying by. Some people out there say 2021's dragging by. Not to me. It just seems like it just flew right by. It is hard to believe that we are five weeks away from Black Friday. Um, Real quickly before we start talking and I lose track of time and run in my mouth and yada, yada, yada. As I do every week, a couple of notes for the people who have found me for the first time. If this is your first time first time checking in, a couple things you need to know about this podcast. Number one, it's an amateur podcast. It's not done in a studio. It's not professionally edited and mixed. You're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear my dogs bark. You're going to hear the lawn guy come, most likely. It's Thursday. It is his day to come. So who the fuck knows what you're going to hear out the window or in the, on the other side of this bedroom door here. But uh, it's just done in my home office, so just roll with the background noises, okay? Uh, it's it's kind of meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit anyway, so let's not try and make it as polished as humanly possible. Uh, secondly, if you're just finding me, chances are you don't know shit about my website. So you should probably swing by oldhippymedia.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, oldhippymedia.com. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, where you're going to find anything you want to know about me, you're going to find links on where you can fo- uh, follow me on other social media sites. You're going to find um, a link to my merch store, links on where you can buy my first two books. Uh, yes, I have self-published books, uh, two of them. A Grateful Life, the life story of a husband, father, and taco-loving deadhead. And Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. Uh, the merch store currently has 161 different items you can choose from. T-shirts, uh, face masks, hoodies, sweatpants, phone cases, button stickers, magnets, all kinds of shit. Uh, more items coming. Uh, we've got a ton of new designs coming. We're going to have some holiday shirts up for you this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we can get this done in enough time, and I believe we should be able to get it done in enough time to be able to offer you both Thanksgiving and Christmas shirts before the end of the year. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Whole bunch of stuff's coming your way. Trust me. Uh, and uh, additionally, watch for my Patreon subscription service coming soon. They're, they're most likely, I, I, I keep saying most likely because I never like to commit to anything 100%, but uh, at the end of the day, I've already set this thing up. I'm just kind of waiting for samples to arrive to make sure that the things I'm going to give out for being a, a Patreon subscription member are up to par. And uh, yeah, we are going to be doing physical tier gifts with our subscription model. Um, obviously, you're going to get access to the Patreon-only content the subscription-only content. But in addition to that, there's going to be physical tier gifts, things that are going to be shipped to you for you to enjoy. Wonderful, no? Goodies. Everybody likes goodies. 
All right, uh, that's enough pimping myself out. Let's get to what's been going on this week. And as always, we got to start with the NFL picks for the week. I try to do this quickly because I know not everybody's a sports fan. Uh, last week, I went a disgusting 7-8. and eight. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going backwards. I'm now under 500 for a week this year. Uh, that brings my abysmal year-to-date record to 39-34. and 34. Holy shit, that's an embarrassment. 39-34? and 34? My God, I should hang my fucking head in shame. You want to know who should hang their head in shame? My Indianapolis Colts, who got fucking beat again this week. I mean, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. You guys were leading 22 to 9 in the fourth quarter. You fucking lost that game. How the fuck do you cough up a 22 to 9 lead in the fourth quarter, guys? Woosa. Woosa. Anyway. I like to get through this quickly, so uh, you guys know that I do not pick the Thursday game because I record on Thursday, but the podcast doesn't air until Friday. So without the Thursday winner, this week's winners, I believe, will be the Dolphins, Chiefs, Rams, Colts, Bengals, Packers, and that's the Bears week for Packers in Chicago, uh, Ravens, Panthers, Browns, Broncos, Cowboys, Seahawks, and I believe the Bills win it on Monday night because the Bills are an actual team in the AFC. They are for real. Probably, at this point in time, your Super Bowl contender out of the AFC. Um, Real quickly, going backwards, Packers-Bears, obviously living in the Chicagoland area, uh, what they refer to as Packers Week down here is, uh, or in this area, um, is always exciting to watch. Um, it's always equally fun to watch Bears fans be miserable after the game, after a decade and a half of the Packers just fucking routing them left and right. Um, I don't know that it's going to be a route, but it's going to be an interesting matchup in that you have the old man, Aaron Rodgers, who's in his last couple of seasons at best in the NFL going up yet again against the Chicago team in yet another quarterback in the young kid, the rookie. You got two quarterbacks at either end of their career, and one of them is yet another in a long line of quarterbacks to face uh, Aaron Rodgers out of the Green Bay uh, Packers. Now, we're going to wrap up football in just one moment, but we can't wrap up football without talking about John Gruden. In case you haven't heard yet, John Gruden... If you guys know the name but can't quite place it, he's currently the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He was the Monday Night Football analysis. He was uh, he was in the booth for the longest time. I believe it was Monday Night Football that he did, or was it Thursday night? I think it was Monday night. Um, he was a very popular football announcer after having a very successful or relatively successful career as a coach in the NFL. He was the coach of the Raiders 
He then went to Tampa Bay. He couldn't win with the Raiders when they were in Oakland. He's the team that, um, for those of you that don't remember, that went up against Tom Brady in the in the snow game, in which Brady got to uh, get the ball again due to the infamous tuck rule. That was in the AFC Championship game, and that was John Gruden's Raiders. The next year, I believe it was, if memory serves, he went down and took the spot of uh, 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 Tony Dungy in Tampa Bay and took that team that Dungy had built to the Super Bowl and won Tampa Bay their only Super Bowl. Uh, not only Super Bowl, sorry, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Was it? Where was that? Tampa Bay's only Super Bowl. Either way, it was a damn good Super Bowl win. Uh, but he went down there, got Super and now I'm fucking drawing a blank as to whether or not Tampa Bay's won two Super Bowls. Jesus fucking Christ. Regardless... He then retired, went into broadcasting, came back to coach the Raiders again, and was on the uh, uh, on the path to rebuilding his coaching career, hopefully trying to bring a Super Bowl to Las Vegas, when uh, some emails about him came out. Apparently there's an investigation going on to into um, the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, currently known as the Washington football team, while they try to pick their new mascot. Uh, mascot from a certain period in time they're looking at the personnel of the Washington football team and what they were saying behind closed doors and in emails and I haven't got the whole lowdown as to why the investigation's going on yet but Gruden was a member of that staff at that point in time um, and uh, is I believe his kid was a member of that staff uh, he had to connections to them in some way, shape, or form. Then he was moving around the NFL after that. And these emails show that he had a very sexist, homophobic, and racist streak to him. And he let that fly in the form of these emails. And these emails got leaked. Now, cancel culture or not, right or wrong, the emails are out and nobody wants to be associated with that kind of language, that kind of thinking. And so he met with the Raiders, and it was mutually agreed upon that he leave the organization. In other words, the Raiders looked at him and said, Dog, I'm going to give you the chance to quit and, and say that it's on you, otherwise i got to fire your ass. And just to show you how toxic this guy now is, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have removed him from their ring of honor. The dude won a fucking Super Bowl there as a coach. Tampa Bay ain't got a lot of them. <laughs> Not like they got a ton to lean back on. And they took the they took a Super Bowl winning coach out of their ring of honor. That is how toxic this guy is right now. So, you know, <laughs> John Gruden better hope he invested wisely because he is done earning for a hot minute. Nobody's going to touch him now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how quickly your past can come back to bite you in the ass. I always tell you to stop taking advice from strangers online. Well, today I'm going to ask you to listen to your Uncle Tom. Boys and girls of the younger generation, the shit you put out into the interwebs is forever. I don't know why I'm talking with an accent. I'm just feeling goofy right now. Forgive me. Um, my neighbors just cut their, uh, tree down, 
talk about that in a minute. It's got me feeling giddy. Uh, but yeah, you put something on the internet, it's forever. You put it in email, it's forever. If it's electronically sent or posted in any way, shape, or form, it can be recovered in some way, shape, or form down the line. Watch what you put out there. Watch what you put out there. Uh, in other uh, uh, news, personal news, I guess I should say, last weekend, my wife and I, Renee, my lovely wife, since 1999, got to go downtown and take in a show. Uh, we have been avoiding things for COVID for quite some time, um, and because we just don't go out a whole lot. Um, and last Saturday, we got to go down to the Chicago Theater and see one of our favorite comedians, Kathleen Madigan. Uh, overall, the night was great. Um, first and foremost, it allowed me to make uh, a piece of content for TikTok to uh, debunk the whole Chicago is a war zone bullshit. Uh, we got to get down there and have dinner at Fisk and Company. Not a bad little joint. Didn't know about them before. Uh it was an okay meal. Uh, I'd probably check for another place the next time we went down to take in an event at the Chicago Theater, maybe the Dearborn next time. But it was good. My wife had a lobster roll. I had a, a very good burger. We shared a rather large um, Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've reached that point in our lives where we look at each other and go, yeah, you know what? The salad's a bit much. You want to split it? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're, you know, now we're looking, uh, we're we're like a week and a half to two weeks away from looking at each other and going, why don't we just go ahead and get the early bird special for two? Comes with an appetizer. <laughs> Feeling frisky. Um, <laughs> yeah, we split the salad and I was like, yeah, okay, so we're here now. Listen, we've been together for a quarter of a century. We're going to die together. We might as well go ahead and share a fucking salad. I think we've reached that point in our relationship, don't you? Uh, so that was a fun night. Uh, got to go sit down along the uh, the uh, river for a little bit because we were really early. Shocker, I know. Uh, got recognized by somebody uh, eating in an outdoor cafe along Dearborn Street as we were walking downtown, which is still really fucking weird, um, given the fact that I don't really do anything spectacular other than give my opinion on stuff on a social media app, but we're walking along and some guy's sitting out in the outdoor cafe portion of one of these restaurants and he sees me and he goes, I think I follow you on TikTok. And I look at him back and I go, I bet you do. Uh, got recognized inside the Chicago theater, but by another well-known liberal left-leaning pro-vaccine, pro-mask, pro-science uh, content creator known as Irish Cabby. Hello, Cabby. Stopped, made a couple of TikToks, said hello, did the uh, did the pleasantries. Uh, she said that she was told to say hello to me by another creator on TikTok named Nurse Tough Love, and that if I saw, if she saw me, I was to stop and say that Nurse Tough Love loves you. So hello, Nurse Tough Love, as well. Uh, and as always, the theater was amazing. The Chicago Theater is fantastic. If you ever have an opportunity to take in a show in any way, shape, or form at the Chicago Theater, uh, do so. It is truly a beautiful venue to take in a show. Um, 
And then on Sunday, after we uh, we had an opportunity to do that, we had the ability to go and procure the lads' Halloween costume for the 2021 season, which is always a fun event, let me tell you. Um, listen, I know I'm an old man. I get it. I know shit's expensive. I get it. But at the rate these fucking Halloween costume prices are rising, the kid's about two Halloweens away from wearing a fucking burlap sack out the door. I, I mean, that's it. I mean, you gotta be fucking shit. I mean, I'm $118 and the kid's nine years old. Harry Potter student is what we landed on this year, which I got to be honest with you, even though I've not watched or read any of the Harry Potter books, really not my thing, miles better than the costumes that he has chosen. Uh, For a few years there, we were some type of military guy, and it's like, okay, how many times can you be a fucking soldier, right? I mean, let's pick something else. Then he was the uh, spooky clown, and it wasn't fucking creepy in the least bit. And then uh, he was the um, the plague doctor. You guys ever see the plague doctor? Type in plague doctor costume. And look at that big bird beak looking mask it's got. And the top hat. And the black leather gloves. And the whole get up. And with a fucking cane. With a, oh, oh, oh. Creepy as fuck. I mean, listen, I've never drop-kicked one of my own kids square in the chest, but he came close. He came close. I mean, it was creepy as fuck. So, I'll take Harry Potter student. He's from the house of... uh, uh, My wife is, like, screaming at her phone right now. Um, It's the green one. Slytherine? Slytherine? Slytherin, Slyther, Slytherin, Slytherin, I think it's Slytherin, Slytherin, it's the green one, whatever the fuck the green one is, is what he's going to be, so he already wears glasses, and he has two pairs of them, and one of them are Harry Potter glasses, and then he bought the, uh, the, the sweatshirt, the green It's like, I don't know, it's like a cardigan sweatshirt that goes over like a button-down shirt. And then he's got the cape that goes over that. And the the fucking wand and and some other fucking thing. And look, all I know is he's got like $100 worth of shit to go into this costume. That's all dad knows. And I get it. I sounded like a dad right there, but whatever. I'm going to sound like a dad here again in a minute when I talk about this tree. But it's just like, come on, guys. Dial it back. It's fucking, it's Halloween costumes. For fuck's sake. I shouldn't have to take out a goddamn loan. I mean, imagine if all three of my kids were getting Halloween costumes, you know? I'd be $350-$400 into this fucking thing. I'd be going back to my mother-in-law going, I don't give a shit how tired you are. Daddy needs some of them free costumes. Yeah, this one wants to be a pack of gum. That one wants to be a Reese's Peg. And that one over there, just make him like a Sonic cup. I don't give a fuck. You... Whatever you got lying around that equates to a free costume is what these kids are going to be. Not on. Uh, the tree, as I said about the tree. Um, uh, we're going to get into uh, the, the politics here in just a second, but I got to talk about the tree briefly. Uh, my neighbors, great people, uh, been living next to them for... 
uh, uh, 17 years uh, this coming February. 17 years. Let me just stop for one moment and say that um, we have established some pretty good roots in this town. And we've established some pretty good roots right here in this neighborhood. And 17 years is is impressive in that it is literally the longest period of time of my entire life that I've lived in one place. I didn't have the typical childhood where you live at the home until you're 18 and go to college and still come back in the summers. Didn't have that shit. Had multiple houses as a young man, as a, as a child. Lived in multiple states. Uh, 17 years was, at one point in time in my life, staying in one place for 17 years was unheard of. Um, so, I kind of really dig the fact that we were able to do that and establish solid roots for for uh, our family to grow on. Having said that, enough with the sappiness. Uh, these neighbors, great neighbors, but they've had this giant silver maple in their the middle of their front yard. <laughs> Not the middle of their front yard, kind of closer to the house, but seemingly in the middle of the front yard. Uh, the entire time we've lived there. And uh, if you don't know anything about the silver maples, they're the ones that rain down on you those fucking helicopters. You know what I'm talking about. The whirlybirds. Those little fucking things that just come to seeds that come down and clog your fucking gutters up and cause 864 maple trees to sprout up in your planting beds. Those trees. They had a tree company come in last month and trim it really well. And I didn't like the tree for two reasons. So let me back up here. I didn't like the tree because it rained helicopters down and my gutters got clogged. And my uh, planting beds had all these little trees in them. And I didn't like it because I have a magnolia tree on that corner of my house. And it does create a canopy under which that my magnolia tree has to grow. So, so now that that tree is gone, A, no more fucking helicopters, no more fucking helicopters, but, uh, 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 you, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'm like dancing in my seat there. Dancing in my seat. No more fucking helicopters. That is spectacular. And, more importantly, my magnolia tree can really stretch its legs now. It can really... It's, it's going to have full sun now. It is going to have no inhibitions now. It is going to be, um, it's going to be full on, uh, uh, max growth for that, uh, for that magnolia tree. And I can't wait to see it grow. Having said that, we'll probably be out of here in four years. <laughs> we will probably be out of here in four years. That that's most likely going to happen. Uh, Probably it's probably in the, still in the same town, most likely, but out of the house in four years. So, seventeen year battle is over, and I'm going to get to enjoy it for four. Where's that fucking joint? Might as well hit it now, as that was a depressing statement, and I'm getting ready to get into the world of politics, which, let's be honest, is enough to give anybody an aneurysm these days. 
All right, let's do this. In the world of politics, we start with the you could not possibly be dumber section of the political news by spotlighting Fox News. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Fox News, where Uncle Jethro goes to get misinformed eight times a day. Fox News has been putting Democratic Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, Tammy Duckworth, did I say Duntworth? Man, I am 24 minutes and 14 seconds into this podcast. There is 0% chance I'm starting this thing over for a Duntworth error. Tammy Duckworth is being put on blast by Fox News because she doesn't pay property taxes here in her home state of Illinois. And Fox News has a problem with that. God damn it, Fox News says that Tammy Duckworth should absolutely unquestionably pay her taxes, undoubtedly. Well, Fox News, in Illinois, you don't pay property taxes if you're a disabled veteran of Tammy Duckworth's disability level. Since Google seems to be down over at the Fox HQ, allow me to read directly from Illinois' website on this matter. The Disabled Veterans Standard Homestead Exemption provides a reduction in a property's EAV to a qualifying property owner owned sorry, by a veteran with a service-connected disability. Beginning in tax year 2015, a $2,500 homestead exemption is available to a veteran with a service-connected disability of at least 30% but less than 50%. A $5,000 homestead exemption is available to a veteran with a service-connected disability of at least 50%, but less than 70%. And veterans with a service-connected disability of at least 70% are exempt from paying property taxes on their primary residence. Period. Pause this for a moment. We'll continue to read from the website. What that means is if you are more than 70% disabled as a result of your service in the military, the state of Illinois doesn't want your property taxes. You've paid your way in life. This exemption is available to the unmarried surviving spouse of a service-connected veteran, provided that the veteran was in receipt of the exemption prior to his or her death. Additionally, beginning in tax year 2015 and thereafter, the unmarried surviving spouse of a service member killed in the line of duty is exempt from paying property taxes on the primary residence. Once approved, qualifying veterans and surviving spouses must file an annual application by their county's deadlines to continue to receive this exemption. So, Fox News, and I use the term news loosely when talking about Fox News, but Fox News... Are you telling me that your position, public position, is now fuck disabled veterans? They should be paying every dime they can? Have you guys gone from a from a news, quote-unquote, news organization that has made millions of dollars 
railing away against is the taxes. Tax and spend liberals. We got to cut taxes. We got to make sure we spend as little in taxes as humanly possible. All the way over on the spectrum to now, fuck disabled veterans. They should be paying their property taxes. I mean, it's a bold stand if you are. It just seems like uh, it's a little off-brand for you guys. Then again, a lot of things seem off-brand, and we're going to talk about that with our last story of the week this week because the, the, the Republicans are definitely way off-brand on a lot of blowback that's been coming in this week. We'll talk about that later. But uh, congratulations, Fox News, on once again being part of the problem. No, we're going to go ahead and let the disabled veterans here in Illinois uh, skip out on paying that property tax because we here in Illinois, you know, the evil blue democratic socialists that we are, we believe that those Democrats have already paid their way and we don't want any more of their, uh, uh, their money. But clearly you guys do. So I'll make sure and tell veterans to stay the fuck out of red states because they want them to pay their property taxes. Continuing on the world of, in the world of politics, uh, let me explain to you this really quickly. Um, oh, hang on one second here. What is this? I got a pop-up on my screen, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Sorry. That was kind of weird. Anyway, uh, continuing in the world of politics... Had a couple of pop-ups all of a sudden. Uh, kind of just threw me for a loop. Uh, when you hear a Republican say to you, whether it be a Republican official saying it to you in the form of a, a tweet or a Facebook post or a video they left online, or whether it be your Republican neighbor saying it to you across the fence or somebody in your local grocery store saying it to you, if you have somebody come to you and tell you that uh, Biden and Pelosi are trying to push a $7 trillion spending package through Congress, you need to know right off the bat that you already know that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, or they are intentionally lying. Just need you to know that going forward. The package is not $7 trillion. The package is $3.5 trillion. It's a far fucking cry from $7 trillion. But that's what the Republicans are currently going around saying. Well, they're trying to get a $7 trillion spending package passed. That's insane. No, they're not. They're trying to get a $3.5 trillion spending package passed. And the word out of Congress is that they only need to skinny it down to about $2 trillion for Republicans to sign off on it. So they're only about a trillion and a half off of what they need for, from Republicans to get it signed off on. And meanwhile, you're three and a half trillion off of their number. So maybe have a seat. Always call out the liars, guys. Always call them out. Don't let them get away with that shit. Seriously. You're just going to continue to run around telling you bullshit and spreading lies if you don't call them out on their lies. It's not $7 trillion, It's $3.5 Sit the fuck down. Republicans are already willing to spend $2 trillion. Now, we have, uh, we have some batshit crazy uh, coming out of the Republican Party this week, and I know that that's not anything unusual, but this is, we got two back-to-back stories here that are like 
fucking weapons grade. Crazy, okay? Um, first, we're going to start up in Idaho. I don't know if you guys saw or heard what happened in Idaho, but allow me to break this down for you uh, in a little bit of detail. So, um, Idaho Governor Brad Little went to southern Texas for like a border photo op with a bunch of other Republican governors. Kind of like a, hey, look at how bad the border is and Biden's not doing anything about it. And he wanted to be part of that, right? He wanted to have his picture taken. <sighs> Unfortunately, his lieutenant governor, Janice McGeechan, I hope I'm saying that right, she went a little off the rails. So Idaho's constitution requires that the lieutenant governor serve as the state's acting governor when the governor leaves the state for any reason. Which is fucking nuts, right? You get to step up and serve as acting governor when something happens to the governor, when the governor can't serve, not when the governor goes to another fucking state. But that's the way Idaho does it. This can be especially problematic because, uh, you, you you guys could probably have guessed this one, they don't run together in Idaho, all right? You don't run as a ticket. You run individually. And so you walk into a voting booth and you pick your governor and then you pick your lieutenant governor. You pick separately. I've never liked that system. I don't like it anywhere I see it and I don't like it in this instance either. Run them as a team. So what you could end up with is 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 what you have in Idaho, which is two people that really don't like each other and have already had their scrapes. So she did some shit, and Brad Little now has to vow to rescind the executive orders that she's she's issued. On Tuesday, she banned vaccine requirements anywhere in the state while he was in Texas. Just up and said, "All right, I'm governor now." This is what we're doing. So McGeechan, the lieutenant governor, is a far-right Republican, and she's, once, like I said, reported, repeatedly clashed with uh, Governor Little, and she's already said that she plans to run against him in the Republican primary next year. Uh, and so she started just, I mean, she read the Constitution literally and took that shit literally, and she started to act as governor. I mean, boom, that's it. On Tuesday, she issued an executive order banning schools and businesses from requiring COVID vaccines or mandatory testing. Little had already issued an executive order in April to ban state agencies from requiring vaccines, but not on schools or businesses. McGeechan actually bragged on Twitter that she had, quote, fixed, unquote, Little's directive. Little said on Tuesday that he will, quote, rescind and uh, reverse, end quote, any actions taken by McGeechan when he returns. So all of this shit's going to be put back. And and it was all for essentially show while while he was away. This is her showing what she would actually do if she won the Idaho governor's seat, uh, the Idaho governor's mansion, as she's planning on running for in the next election. Quote, I am in Texas performing my duties as the duly elected governor of Idaho, and I have not authorized the lieutenant governor to act on my behalf, Little said in a statement. McGeechan 
This is where it really gets fucking nuts. So not only did she step in and say, well, I'm going to, I don't like the way, how far his order on mask mandates and vaccines goes. I'm going to change that. But listen to this shit. This is where it gets really fucking dangerous, right? She unsuccessfully, thank God, tried to deploy the state's National Guard to the southern border. She tried to send Idaho National Guard to the Mexican border. But Major General Michael Garshak, I believe I'm saying that right, who heads up the state's National Guard, told her she did not have the authority. McGeechan responded to Gershak in a letter obtained by the Associated Press that reads, quote, As of Wednesday, my constitutional authority as governor affords me the power of activating the Idaho National Guard. As the adjunct general, I am adjutant general, not adjunct, adjutant general, I am requesting information from you on the steps needed for the governor to activate the National Guard. What? She tried to deploy the fucking National Guard! But Garshak rebuffed McGeechan again, writing back, quote, I am unaware of any request for Idaho National Guard assistance under the Emergency Management Assistance Compact, or EMAC, from Texas or Arizona. As you are aware, the Idaho National Guard is not a law enforcement agency. Dude just smack back. Good for him. These are the people that are preventing us from being in some of the most catastrophic military situations ever. Little said that McGeechan's request to the National Guard came before he had even left the state. Quote, attempting to deploy our National Guard for political grandstanding is an affront to the Idaho Constitution and insults the men and women who have dedicated their life to serving our state and our country. So think about this, ladies and gentlemen. A Republican governor from a Republican state goes to another state. That's all he does. He goes to another state, albeit for a moronic photo op, but that's all he does. His plane didn't go down. He's not ill. He's not incapacitated. He's visiting another state. And his far right wing loon of a lieutenant governor steps in as acting governor under her own authority changes mask mandates statewide and statewide and tries to deploy the National Guard from the Canadian border to the Mexican border to help two states that didn't fucking ask for it. I don't know how many people from the state of Idaho listen to this podcast, but she's going to run in the next election. She said she is. If you dumb shits elect McGeechan as your governor, 
you deserve every ounce of misery that Idaho ever gets during her tenure. That's all this was. This was her essentially giving you some performative dance. She was showing you what she would do if she wins the seat she's going to be running for. And what she's shown you is that she will just deploy the National Guard at will anywhere she wants in the country for no fucking reason. And she doesn't give a rat's ass about the safety of the citizens of Idaho. I would say that puts her in the uh, voting handbook under 10-foot pole. Do better than that, Idaho. And if you think that's fucking crazy, if you think that's fucking nuts, we haven't even started, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a headline for you. GOP lawmaker links coronavirus vaccine to Satan, tentacle monster, and 5G. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real headline. And make that one up. GOP lawmaker links coronavirus vaccine to Satan, tentacle monster, and 5G. Everybody, you know what to do. Smoke them if you got them, because this one gets weird. Yeah, things are going to get funky right now. (sighs) New Hampshire State Representative Ken Weiler. Do I need to tell you he's a Republican? No, I don't, because I already said GOP lawmaker. Never mind. We're moving on. He's still facing bipartisanship, bipartisanship, bipartisan criticism. Jesus, I am having trouble with my lips today. Hang on a minute. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Come on, get your shit together, Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm going to need about a six-month break. All right, never mind. Here we go. All right. State Representative Ken Weiler from New Hampshire is still facing bipartisan criticism even after he has resigned from his various committee assignments because he shared wild conspiracy theories about the coronavirus involving Satan, the Pope, and 5G, as well as tentacled creatures lurking within the COVID-19 vaccine. The lengthy document that the 79-year-old former chair of the House Committee sent to his colleagues claims that the vaccine is part of a plot to, quote, gain 100% control over the minds of all humanity, end quote. Now, some people are going to go, why would you emphasize 79-year-old? Biden is old. Yes, and I think Biden is too old to be president, too, but he was the best choice to unseat Trump. Think they're all too old to be president or state representative or governor or mayor. 79 is definitely too old. Getting back to the story. Once again, 
he says that the, the, the document says that the vaccine is part of a plot to, quote, gain 100% control over the minds of all humanity. As WMUR-TV in Manchester notes, the document is also full of anti-Catholic bigotry, bigotry claiming the Vatican is ruled by multiple popes, including a, quote, gray pope, unquote, who is the, quote, supreme puppet master, unquote. Quote, we must understand that this criminal network is highly spiritual in nature, and all who are at the top are involved in dark, ancient, spiritual practices, end quote, the report claims. Quote, to put it, sorry, to put it bluntly, (laughs) sorry, Ah, fuck me. I've read this over and over and over again, and I crack up every time I read this. These are my own fucking notes from an article. (sighs) Quote, to put it bluntly, they are Satanists and also Luciferians. (laughs) Luciferians. Sorry, is that like a Rastafarian? (laughs) Because let me tell you something, Uh, Rastafarians, they get real fucking blunt, if you know what I'm saying. Now, listen, if I could pause real quickly, because we were just talking about the anti-Catholic bigotry that's contained within the document. I'm I'm not opposed to any anti-Catholic conversation by any stretch of the imagination, but i got to be honest with you. I've never even heard of the Grey Pope, who's the, quote, supreme puppet master. So, I don't know. I guess i got some Googling to do on the uh, the Grey Pope. Is there, a, is there like a mauve Pope, or is it just, just Grey? It's like the, the regular white one and then the Grey one. What about like a slate blue? I got I got my last car I bought was slate blue, and I got to be honest with you, I'm digging it a lot. So can we get like a slate blue pope? <clears throat> Luciferians, Jesus Christ! The document also claims that both the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson vaccines. <laughs> this is this is insane, folks were examined under a microscope which revealed a tentacled creature in each vial that, quote, moves around, lifts itself up, and even seems to be self-aware, end quote. Pause the fucking story. Huh? They found a tentacled creature that has the ability to move around and is self-aware hidden within the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. So what did you find in the Pfizer vaccine? Bigfoot? Are you fucking serious with this? (laughs) 
State Representative Suzanne Vail, Democrat, calls it, quote, 52 pages of lies, unquote. You think? Quote, do not listen to him or believe anything she, he says, end quote, is what she put on Twitter. Quote, it's a sad day and I'm sorry to make this request, end quote. Governor Chris Sununu, a Republican, said Weiler should lose his committee chairs. Now, he already did. He resigned. But this is what a fellow Republican and governor of the state said. Quote, I have repeatedly expressed directly to Speaker Sherman Packard about the need to remove Weiler from this position of leadership. End quote. <clears throat> he went on to say, quote, these latest absurd emails have accelerated the urgency that the speaker needs to take action. Dude, you got your own fucking party's governor calling you out in your own state. That's how batshit fucking crazy you are. Representative Jane Wellner, the ranking Democrat on the committee, committee, agreed, quote, the continued dissemination of disinformation on COVID from Representative Weiler is a danger to the public health of New Hampshire and the credibility of the legislature as a whole. Two, both parties want you gone. You are running around telling people that the Pope ain't the Pope. The vaccine is trying to is an attempt to, for for somebody to try and control all of humanity, and that you found a demon tentacle creature hidden within two of the vaccines. Serving in an elected capacity is the last thing you should be doing, dog. You should be sitting in a room with somebody monitoring you around the clock. Just stick him in a quarter and let him eat crayons and roll his own turds into little bitty balls for the rest of his life. But don't give him a vote on important legislation. For fuck's sake. The dude's completely lost his fucking mind. Now, think about the last two stories. You had that fucking guy with the tentacled monsters inside of the vaccine and, and, and the gray pope. And the story before that with the lieutenant governor of Idaho going Ape shit crazy and trying to deploy the National Guard to the Mexican border while the sitting governor was away. And when you see that that is the kind of elected official that we're currently getting out of the Republican Party, out of the conservative wing of the political movement in this country, it is no wonder that you get the kind of ignorant fucking blowback and stupidity and hypocrisy like I've gotten this week on TikTok. There was a lady who's an anti-vaxxer who was denied a kidney transplant. Her and her donor, she's not waiting for a random kidney. She's waiting on one that somebody is willing to give her. But her and her donor were removed from the list because she's not vaccinated and refuses to get vaccinated. In my content, 
I said she should have absolutely been denied that transplant. Organs, even if somebody is willing to give you one, are in short supply. And, unless you know how to do it yourself, somebody has to perform the procedure. And it is up to them whether or not the criteria have been met. And when you get an organ uh, transplant, a donation, there are a lot of criteria that have to be met. And, and the ignorance of people, let's, let's cover the ignorance first and foremost. Coming out of the woodwork going, well, oh, so are you saying that if somebody smokes or drinks that they're not going to be able to get a transplant? Yeah! That's exactly what that means because that's exactly how that works. If you are an alcoholic or a heavy drinker, you don't get a liver transplant. My guess is you don't get any transplant. If you're a smoker, you don't get a lung transplant. Now, I, as somebody who smoked for 35 years, currently do not qualify for any kind of transplant because of that history. The longer I stay abstinent of smoking, the the closer I get to there's a certain period of time that you can be eligible for transplants again because you've shown that you're not a smoker and you're not going to damage the precious organs that you're going to be given in this uh, in this procedure. But even though I am a, a, a non-smoker of cigarettes for a little over a year, the fact that I smoke cannabis, I am not qualified. You guys are coming at me like, well, you shouldn't get an organ. Bitch, I can't. I smoke cannabis, a a relatively harmless herb that is legal to consume in my state. And because of that, I don't qualify for an organ transplant. This country has already seen multiple people be denied for organ transplants due, due to being unvaccinated. This is from NPR. A large hospital system in Colorado says people on its organ transplant wait list won't be offered an organ if they refuse to get the COVID-19 vaccine, citing the, quote, significant risk the virus poses to transplant recipients, end quote. UC Health, which operates 12 hospitals from its headquarters in Aurora, Colorado, said it, says it has long been standard practice to require many organ per, uh, recipients or donors to get vaccines such as hepatitis B or the MMR shot. The hospital system added COVID-19 to its vaccine list a few weeks ago. But the change is drawing notice now after Colorado State Representative Tim Geithner, hope I'm saying that correctly, publicized the case of a woman who says the hospital told her she has no chance of receiving a kidney transplant because she isn't vaccinated. Quote, UC Health denies life-saving treatment, end quote, the Republican lawmaker said in a tweet. Once again, only giving you the sizzle, but not giving you the steak. It's a hell of a headline, right? UC Health denies life-saving treatment, end quote. In the letter, Geithner posted uh, uh, the woman was informed that she would remain on the hospital's wait list for a kidney, but that her status would be deemed, quote, inactive, unquote, until she gets the vaccine, 
according to an image of the letter addressed from UC Health to Geithner and that was shared online. A hospital official told NPR that they are unable to share or confirm specific information about specific patients, but in response to a flurry of questions about its policy, UC Health said, people who undergo an organ transplant are routinely subject to a number of health requirements, from a drug regimen to prevent rejection to abstaining from tobacco and alcohol. See, there's the smoking and drinking part. You dumb fucks don't seem to get it. And getting vaccines. The, quote, vast majority, end quote, of its patients who are hospitalized with COVID-19 are unvaccinated, according to UC Health. And it says organ recipients are at increased risk for the worst outcomes of the coronavirus. Quote, various studies show that between 20% and 30% of unvaccinated transplant recipients who contract COVID-19 have died. The vaccine requirements and other measures, quote, are in place to ensure patients have the best chances of recovery and good outcomes, UC Health said. The hospital's already adopted a vaccine requirement for all of the employees at its hospitals and other facilities. Quote, an unvaccinated person is about 50 times more likely to be hospitalized for COVID-19 than a vaccinated person and nearly 300 more times likely to die if infected. Organ transplant wait lists are highly competitive, with hopeful recipients greatly outnumbering the available kidneys, livers, and other organs that become available each year. Quote, on any given day, around 75,000 thousand people are on an active waiting list for organs, end quote. That's what the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says. Quote, but only around 8,000 deceased organ donors each year, with each providing, on average, three and a half organs. Living donors provide, on average, only around 6,000 organs per year, end quote. By the way, the American Liver Foundation and the National Kidney Foundation are calling for these recipients to be vaccinated as well. But uh, let me ask you guys that are running around demanding that hospitals put organs that are in short supply into unvaccinated people because, God damn it, it's a life-saving procedure. Real quickly, if I could. Are you an organ donor? Are you one of the people that's willing to save somebody's life by being an organ donor? I'm not. I'll tell you right up now. I am not an organ donor. I'm not even going to pretend like I am. But since you're so fucking concerned with this lady getting her kidney and so concerned with how organ donation goes, are you an organ donor? Because you want to know what would make her case a lot more palatable for the hospitals? If the 75,000 people who are currently on an active wait list for organs weren't on that active wait list, if we had enough organs to go around, it would make those organs not as uh, valuable and precious, not as much of a rare commodity. And maybe a doctor might actually consider it. I doubt it, but they might. 
happen. You got 75,000 people on the active wait list and only about 8,000 organ donors each year generating about 6,000 organs per year. Yeah, dog. You better meet every fucking requirement that comes down the pipeline. And now let's move on to this whole you guys coming after me part of it. Because I know some of you troll motherfuckers are listening. So let me explain something to you. You can come after the messenger all day long, baby. But what you're failing to understand is this isn't some retired landscaper from the suburbs of Chicago setting policy. The hospitals, the doctors, the insurance companies, and the various foundations are all the ones who are refusing to perform these transplants. They've already refused to perform a whole bunch of them, and they are going to continue to refuse to perform organ transplants. You can scream at me for delivering this message all you want. It is not going to change the fact that if you are unvaccinated, you are not going to get an organ in this country. That is simply never going to happen. I particularly like the ignorant fucks that like to come out of the woodwork and go, well, what about you? You're fat. Should you not receive medical care? We're not talking about medical care uh, here, Cletus. We're talking about a fucking organ transplant. And you know what? I've already told you. I am way down the list on people who would qualify to get an organ transplant. Why? Spent 35 years smoking. Currently smoke marijuana. I am overweight and I am getting older. Yes, I would be way down on the list of people who needed an organ transplant. Or who would be qualified to receive one, I should say. So I'm going to hold to my position that I took on TikTok. Fuck those unvaccinated people. They don't get an organ. There are 75,000 people on an active wait list who have met all the requirements, who have done everything that they needed to do to show that they are going to go above and beyond to protect the most precious gift any human being can hand them outside of their own life at birth. And that's a second chance. Oh, you're inhuman. You say somebody shouldn't get a life-saving procedure. Is it not inhuman to do everything you can to protect not only yourself but everybody around you? Because that's what those unvaccinated people do every fucking day. And then they demand to be moved to the front of the line. And what really cracks me up is usually they're the same people who are railing away against universal health care and rail away in favor of keeping the shitty privatized healthcare delivery system we've got and now they want to demand that they get treatment you can't deny me a life it's going to save my life no matter what i deserve to get it oh so now you want socialized healthcare now healthcare is a human fucking right eh funny how that shit works out isn't it Funny how in the era of Trumpism, the Republican Party and the conservative movement in America has abandoned everything it holds dear. 
You're the party of family values, yet you go for the guy who's cheated on all three of his wives. You're the, you're the party of fiscal conservatism, yet you go for the guy that bankrupts every fucking company he ever had and drove yet another uh, dagger into the heart of the debt and deficit into this country. You don't want the government to be involved in the, uh, the day-to-day dealings of somebody's personal business, but you want the government to tell that business they cannot ask for proof of vaccination or demand that you wear a mask. They want government out of their lives until they want government in their lives. And it's funny how that shit works. It is funny to see a bunch of people who run around and talk about how business can do whatever fuck business wants to do. Now suddenly say that a business owner doesn't have a right to look at you and go, hey, in order to work here, you got to be vaccinated. Or now to see the same people who say absolutely not when it comes to making sure everybody in this country is covered from a healthcare standpoint and treating healthcare delivery as a human right, all of a sudden demand that they get their organ. I've actually had numerous people say to me, the doctors are there to perform the procedures and the lady can pay for it through her insurance or the cash that she has. They should perform the surgery. They should perform the service. Really? Let me ask you a question. Same lady walks into an abortion clinic, cash in hand. There's the doctor. He knows how to perform the surgery. He knows how to perform the procedure. She can pay for it. Does she have a right to demand for that, that doctor perform that abortion? Or does your faux outrage only go so far? No. Unvaccinated people, people who refuse to get vaccinated, I should say, they don't get kidneys and livers and hearts and lungs. There are too many people far more deserving ahead of them. And if you got a problem with that, I don't really give a fuck. Don't bring it to me. Take it to the American Liver Foundation. Take it to the National Kidney Foundation. Take it to UC Health. Take it to all the insurance companies that are saying, nope, we're not doing that. Don't bring it to me. Bring it to me as the low-hanging fruit, baby. Some fucking guy on TikTok. Oh, we're going to go fucking rip the lib up. We're going to go own the lib. Take it to the people making the policy. What's wrong? Not as receptive as you thought? Go fuck yourself. This is the new norm, people. This is the new norm. This is how this is gonna be. Period. Period. 
You can either get on the train or you can get run over by the train. Or you can step off the tracks and go live in the wilderness. Either way, I don't much give a fuck. But this is how it's going. You are not going to get a transplant in this country. Probably in the world pretty soon. If you are not vaccinated. You're just not. And you can demand somebody do this and demand somebody do that all you want. Doesn't amount, doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Nobody gives a fuck. All that's going to happen is somebody's going to make sure to get you on tape as you're being dragged out of the hospital while you're yelling and screaming so that we can all enjoy that footage on TikTok. Sit your unvaccinated ass the fuck down. You've had your moment. You're done. The world is moving on without you. I felt good. Nice little screaming match. Sitting in my home office, yelling into the nothing. Hey, go fuck yourself too, you son of a bitch. These really are cathartic, you know what I mean? Can really get a lot off your chest. Um, guys, that's all I got for you this week. I have no clue what's going to come next week. Uh, tune in next Friday to see if there is a new episode. And if so, what the fuck kind of batshit buffoonery befell us? Batshit buffoonery befell us. Ooh. I like that. Smooth. Anyway. Uh, tune in next week to see if there's a new episode. This has been a rough episode. I've stumbled over my words. I've had I've been tongue-tied all morning. Uh, so uh, we're just going to let it stand as the unpolished turd of an episode that it is. Uh, we'll see what comes about next week. And until then, as always, stay grateful. <laughs>